Hello and welcome to the How to Hobby Experience. I'm your host, John Power, joined once again by the Dune Master Flex, Sean Bennett. How are you doing, John? <laughs> the Dune Master Flex caught me off guard, I'll admit. That I was good. It. That it. was good. I, well, yeah. you just saw the movie Dune. I and, did. Um, and so I, I know it was a big, it was a big moment for you, just like many people. Yeah, over everyone. This weekend everyone's been talking about it. I didn't realize it was that big a deal. I just went to go see it. And then I was in the office talking with Matt, talking with you. And, and he was talking to, I think Devin, who'd gone to see it. Like it was, everybody was seeing Dune last weekend. It was so, I, I didn't know it was that big a, a deal, but apparently it was. It's something else, man. I mean, I haven't even seen it and I'm talking about it with people. It's an experience going to the mm-hmm. movie theater for the first time, getting your ears blown out once again. See, I have this, I have this theory. Well, let's clue the listeners in a little bit. Sean got his ears blown out this weekend, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I did. I went to an Edwards Regal theater this weekend to see Dune. And while it was really cool being in the theater, uh, haven't done that in quite a while. I remembered why sometimes a theater isn't the greatest place to see a movie. And it's because someone must have, they haven't sat in there and watched a movie in a while. Cause Dune has a lot of explosion scenes and it was so loud that I could actually feel my eardrums distorting. Like they, they had the volume up way too loud for that theater. So yeah, I had my eardrums blown out this last weekend. Thanks to Regal Edwards. Goodness. Well, maybe we should, uh, was it the, at least the RDX experience, the seats that move? Have you seen that stuff? Yeah, that's definitely cool. They were selling that stuff pretty hard. Their whole 4D experience with (laughs) interactive seats and things like that. But the tickets were pretty expensive and I just wanted a regular old movie. So I uh, went with just 2D and uh, just regular old 2D, (laughs) regular old 2D, (laughs) old school. So let me just ask you this, Sean, with, you know, the way things are going, we have the prices slowly increasing. What, what Mm -hmm. is a movie ticket going to cost me these days at at an Edwards, a regal Edwards cinema? I I paid 1525 for my ticket. And I was trying to compare Edwards, Mira Mesa or AMC Mission Valley. Mission Valley was going to be almost $19 for one ticket to go to the movie. And that's not uh, including food or anything. So I ended up going to goodness. Edwards. Yeah. 1525 per person. Did you, did you get a, a, a drink of um, some nope. popcorn? No. Okay. Nope. Didn't do it. Just went in, had my water and that's all I needed. <laughs> I wasn't going to go, I wasn't going to go pour uh uh, watching the movie. I think I'd have a hard time. And next week's uh, episode, we're talking, we might be talking about an interesting topic. I don't think I could have justified spending the money there. Yeah. 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 So um, spoiler alert, stay, keep your ears peeled for next week's episode. Episode. It's about, it's about something important, but that's all we're going to say. Uh, so, Hey, welcome. Once again, this is the how to hobby podcast. Shawnee B and Johnny P here with you once again. Uh, This is another one of these big catch up episodes we've been doing here Uh, over the fall period. We're jumping in and we do have an Instagram. So if you haven't followed us, definitely do that at how to hobby podcast on Instagram. We have a website, how to hobby podcast.com. Make sure to check us out. Leave us some feedback. Sean is watching the comms like a hawk as always. Every week. (laughs) He is ready to respond to any questions you may have about the world of hobbying. Hey, Sean, 
how is your beard that awesome? <laughs> He'll let you know. Uh, but this is a podcast and not a YouTube channel. So you'll just one day when we do our meet and greets, yeah, so um, you can, can just imagine this glorious beard over here. <laughs> <laughs> beard man himself. Uh, but tonight is a, is a packed episode, ladies and gentlemen, this one's going to be good. We're going to talk to Sean about some of his experiences. He went, he went into the office this week. It was, mm-hmm. uh, it was crazy. First time I've seen this man out of the house in, uh, in a, in a good minute, but, um, well, that's not entirely sh- true, Sean, but you know, for, well, the, for the episode, when we've been working, when we've been working, it's the first time we've seen each other at work in almost like over a year and a half at this point. Dude, so. It was, it was surreal. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it, but we'll talk about that. Uh, I am back from the throngs yes. of the tough mutter. Survived. Glenn I survived the Arctic enema, everybody's favorite activity. <laughs> that is the most horrifying name for a, a, a tough mother. That is terrifying. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, it actually was just as bad as it sounds. So there's that, <laughs> there's that to go along with it. Um, also got shocked by the uh, electro, electrified eel camp. Um, they train these eels to come up and they, they get you with their full mm. strength. It's I couldn't believe it. I thought they were joking. And then, um, yeah, I went down. So, but we'll talk about that. And we have some other fun things to talk about uh, that we'll get to at the end of the episode. Some fall related fun is what we'll call it. Mm-hmm. But first, <laughs> that's enough talking, Sean. Let's start talking. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Tell me about how it was to, to go into the office. I mean, this is, this is a big moment here. Yeah, it was, it was pretty unique. So for all the listeners out there, John and I have been, the the company that we work for has been working full-time remote since end of March, 2020. And we've always had, had an office to go into, but it was never, it hasn't been required, not yet, at least. Um, they're still holding that little carrot in front of us. They might have us go back in the office, but we're not tight sure yet. And, um, but the office has always been there. And so we had a new hire starting this week. And so John and I were in the office to help him get acquainted and make sure all his computer stuff worked. And it was just really cool to go into the office, get to see some of the people I hadn't seen in a long time. I'll get to show off the COVID beard that I've got going. And, <laughs> and, and by the people you haven't seen, you mean, Two people, <laughs> two people. Well, no, because there were a couple of people down in the downstairs office that I hadn't seen in a while. So, um, yeah, it was just nice to be back in the office. So I know I I hope that we go to some sort of hybrid uh, work environment. I I don't think that it's really practical for everyone to work remote full time. Uh, I just, especially for the kind of work that we do, I think it just helps. Dun, to go. Dun, dun. <laughs> I think it helps to go in every now and then, but I hope for some sort of hybrid environment. But hybrid. It, was, it was good. Yeah. It was good seeing you too. It was great seeing you, Sean. And now here I am once again, talking to you <laughs> in, in pra- practically person. I mean, we've set it up this, this podcast set up here listeners is stellar. I'm looking this, this man right in the face. I have a, a webcam focused on him, multiple angles. Mm-hmm. And if he makes a move wrong or says something, I, I, I pull out my shock button <laughs> and I just, it's immediate right to his <laughs> rear end. <Right. laughs> I was going to go for something like my mouse or something, but 
All right. Okay. Yeah. Things are getting weird tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, well, it is the fall favorite episode. So that's true. It is. Yeah, it was, things, things get weird in the fall. Yeah. It was fun being back in the office. So I, I definitely plan to go in at least a, probably on a couple days a week, maybe Monday, Fridays or something like that to get to see everybody Monday, a little bit. Friday, Sean, but Friday. Yeah. Well, cause Friday I think is the best day. Like if you only go out and grab some lunch or you want to, uh, kind of like sit and chat with some people, maybe after you get off work, you're not pressured to get home and, you know, get ready for the next day. So I think, I think probably Monday, Fridays, but. Okay, uh, cool. Well, um, you know, maybe one more throw in there. Maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk yeah, we'll, later about we'll this. You're, of just, you're just trying to see me more often. Let's see of what course, this is. <laughs> of course. I, I mean, you know me. Uh, no, it has been nice. I also have been in the office in person, listeners, believe it or not. And um, it's been cool to have another buddy there. It makes a difference. And I mean, I was going in alone for a, for a long time because I'm mm-hmm. just one of those strange people, I guess. But it was nice. I could just yell a lot. Um, there was no noise limits you know you could just do whatever you wanted that's true so uh, when i got on my really intense um meetings you know i just blow everybody out and sean <laughs> sean's ears would be ringing once again uh you know it's not just edwards that that blows out the eardrums it's that was also john in the meeting if he needs to <laughs> <laughs> so that's good man well i'm glad you had such a positive experience catching up mm-hmm. and it definitely was great seeing you hopefully we can um I agree. Hybrid is going to be the way to be, I think, yeah, just mentally. I, and also some separation from home and work. Yeah, I think that's exactly. probably the more detrimental thing to our health these days. Um, yeah, my office is my bedroom. So it's uh, it can be kind of a hard separation sometimes. You're like, oh, I could just go ahead and work or, oh, you're at work. And it's too easy to get distracted sometimes with a nice cozy bed over to your right. So it's... I definitely think it's can be a little bit uh, better to have some hybrid work, but yeah, I think, I think enough about work. I really want to hear about this tough mother and this Arctic enema. I got to admit that I, I'm, I'm really curious to see, to hear about how this went and how many people you were there with and everything about it. All right. Well, let's, let's uh, break down the tough mother, Glenn Helen. Um, it, it was quite an experience. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, to, to really cap off the, I, I haven't really done one of these things before. So for me, that was, uh, I don't know. It was kind of different. Uh, I think the last thing I did that was sort of put together a put together race, uh, was actually a 5k with my dad. So, uh, you know, if that tells you anything, I, Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what to expect because this Um, is have you ever did you watch videos going in to prep yourself or go to their website or were you just kind of going in cold oh well no i definitely went in (laughs) if you haven't listened to our last episode uh that's where sean and i broke down (laughs) all of the events that i'd be going through yeah that was i went on there and checked out all the uh the different challenges Mm -hmm. just to get an idea of what i was signing myself up for um, and as we heard, the Arctic enema was, was definitely quite popular and scary, but I did like saying it. So I said it about 10 more times on the day. Um, perfect. 
<laughs> Wouldn't expect anything less. Yeah, yeah, of course. And but it was a fun time. I, I kind of want to see if I mean, I would love to get some of these photos. I'll, we'll put them up on our Instagram mm-hmm. uh, for the for the viewers of the Instagram to get a feel for for what I was doing and kind of. But there was there was 25 different events that you had to do or little challenges. Um, and it was spread out over 10 miles. So, but honestly it wasn't 10 miles. They, it, I think it was just over nine or it was nine okay. miles. Oh, Oh, sorry. My bad. Over nine <laughs> versus 10. Uh, really, yeah. really getting nitpicky here. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. It was a perfect, uh, little morning woke, had to wake up, you know, going up to LA. So this is in San Bernardino, okay. which is just, just East of LA. Um, LA central, I guess. So we, we go up, uh, we had, you have to leave early. So I think I got over to my buddies at five, jumped in his truck, head up and it was a typical San Diego or not like SoCal morning where it was like that misty, mm-hmm. super misty. We're getting, we're getting some weird weather here. We have the, the bomb cyclone dropping its bombs all out in the Pacific. So we're experiencing that. Um, Maybe you guys have seen that in the news, but we are feeling some of that. I think, I mean, I don't know, maybe it could have just been a, a a random day, but yeah, so it was misty and you couldn't really see anything. So it was pretty epic. We like drive up. We, we got the spot. We were, we were there early, Sean, which was funny. So we got start. uh, Our time slot started at eight and we got there at seven or uh, no, I think it was six. Okay. Oh wait, no, it was like six forty-five. And when and when we pulled up, we got the spot right in front. Nice. That was pretty epic. Uh, and then we checked in at seven, and then we stretched, in quotes, and um, got muddy. I think that's what they they say for you to do. So, yeah, no, it was a it was a good experience. Definitely something I would do again. It was a group of about, I think it was about 12 of us all together. And, um, Oh man, started off at eight. There was a, a great guy. Uh, there's a hype man that, that starts okay. off the race. And this guy's just like, he was, he's like a Marine or something. I don't know. He was crazy, but he like wants you to, he's like, we're going to talk about some real stuff. So he like <laughs> brings you in. He's like, I, I don't know if anybody's social distancing, but if you are, we respect that, but everybody else get in here. And he like pulls y'all in. <laughs> and so it was pretty funny. And uh, I laughed to myself as I came closer to my brethren's. Mm-hmm. Then he started telling me I was going to lose blood and sweat and tears on this course. And I went, oh. wow, this is intense. And I was looking <laughs> around. <getting> ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a big powwow. And this guy was just laying it in. He's like, hoorah, hoorah. And then we, Oh, this was pretty epic. They, you actually do the uh, national anthem uh, prior to starting. Okay. They, they have a flag there and everything. Like you would have loved it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So they have a flag there at the starting line. It's very official. They like play this. They have a DJ there who's like hyping you up. They they play the national anthem. You you know or sorry, actually, you know what? It was the Star Spangled Banner. Okay. It's, um. And then, uh, then you start and that's, that's it. There's air horns. 
it's crazy for two seconds. And then you realize this is typical Southern California and it's straight up. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm so not surprised. <laughs> Everything well, in San Diego is just mountains. It's awesome. Or Southern yeah. California is just mountains. Yeah. So this was like foothills. Also, this was um, at the Glen Helen Raceway. Okay. So there's a lot of elevation up and down around. And I think I looked at my after, yeah, I think it was around 16 or 1700 feet of elevation gain. Um, I started tracking a little bit after the fact. So mm-hmm. I, I was off. I missed a mile. Okay. I didn't, I was so excited that I didn't even start my timer. <laughs> so then I didn't get data, ladies and gentlemen, which is oh, not yeah. cool. But my buddy that I was with, see, I, this is my, this is why I bring my friend around with me. He's crazy. He was pre-mudding. So all of us were just mudding. He, there was some mud there at the starting line, thankfully. And he like went full war paint on it. He like grabbed globs of mud and was like nice. putting it all over his face. And he's committed. Oh, it was epic. Yeah. I mean, we might have to add him to the, to the reel because it was, it's worth it. His shot, his battle shot is pretty amazing. Um, but then you, then you're off. And from that point on, it's every mile to half a mile, there's an obstacle that you have okay. to jump over and man, it was fun. We were off to the races, me and one of my guys in my party. And then this other guy named Christian, we met up in the front and we were just bombing. I mean, it was like, it was great because it really was for me. It was like the perfect experience because I I got my, I got my super high competitiveness out Mm -hmm. and then was still able to spend some time with, with, you know, with the boys, but like, you know, off the starting line, you got to push yourself. (laughs) Yeah. You can't, you can't, I, well, at least I can't, I can't tell myself like when there's people in front of me, like I'm just, I'm like, I need to be in front of them. I just go. But what was unique about the Tough Mudder was, well, I like two things, Sean. I like hills and mountains and running up them as fast as I can. And then I like camaraderie. And it just kind of worked out where these two other guys, one of the dudes had already finished a Tough Mudder in the past. He was like an OG. He'd done a couple of races before. Okay. And so we were like swapping names as we're running, like, dum, 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 dum. hey man, what's your name? Dum, 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 dum. And I'm like, oh, I'm John. Like, I'm a dad. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah, keep going. <laughs> so uh we we link up and we're just like tromping through. I mean, we were lapping the people that started like 15 or 20 minutes ahead of us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess that's not really saying much, but that was supposed to be the the ultra competitive group, but we were passing them off and, and, uh, it was so much fun, man. You're helping each other out. Um, this, one of my favorite, uh, gauntlet style, uh, activity or challenge, I guess it it was like these mud mounts. So you jump in to a massive pit of mud and then you'd have to climb up the other side. It was like, it was literally just holes in the ground, like long trenches, excuse me, not holes, trenches. So you jump into the trench, then you'd have to get up on top and then jump into the trench and then get up on top. And there was like four or five in a row. And this, and so I was Mr. Skinny. So they kept throwing me up on top. Like we jump in and then Christian would be like, ah, oh, whatever, man. And he just throw me up 
to the next, uh, up on top and then I'd help them up. And it was, it was cool. It was like, you know, you, you use your, your skills, mm-hmm. uh, your weight versus, cause then one time we tried to lift Christian didn't, it didn't work out too well. This guy was, he was full of muscle, man. That's all I'm going to say. You got to use, use, you got to use what you have available to you, like to your team, like in its most efficient form, you know, throw, throw the skinny guy and keep the heavy guy on the bottom. (laughs) That's right. And then the two skinny guys help the the bigger guy up. That's the, that's the way it goes. But it worked, it worked really well. Honestly, it was like so effective. We were like passing people. They were like, Oh wow, you guys got it down. I was like, yeah, we do, man. We are a well-oiled machine. This is tough mutter. And they looked at me like, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why we're here. <laughs> I was, I was just being uh, too intense as always, Sean. But so we, we make it through a couple of these, these crazy shenanigans. And then we come to it, Sean, the Arctic enema, mm-hmm. the one everybody's waiting for. And it's literally just a dumpster filled with ice and water. No. Yeah. Just a dumpster. <laughs> and you just jump in and they have like a board divider that you have to submit or you have, well, you submit to the, to the ice, mm-hmm. but you have to submerge oh. and go under. And yeah, man, it was, it was tough. Um, but it felt good. So this is the thing I will say about this whole cold exposure thing, because as you know, mm-hmm. uh, I did do some glacial training here in, yep. in preparation for the tough mutter. I didn't, didn't realize it was going to help so much, but I got the idea. Uh, and now I know the power of the, because once it's cold, don't get me wrong. Like your body's like, Oh, like that's not cool. But then when you come out, it's such a weird experience because it's like euphoric mm-hmm. and you're immediately hot because you've induced like an immune response. Oh yeah. Your body has dumped so much of the adrenaline and the cortisol to try and get you out of the fight or flight scenario. So they're trying to get you out of the ice and help you survive. And so you get that rush of euphoria, the rush of, of dopamine come from coming out of it. And I can't imagine, I would imagine after running, like pushing yourself really hard, that cold probably had, had to have felt good. Right. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it was definitely was shocking even still. Um, oh, I did forget the, the one before this, I'll, I'll talk about it right after, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was, it, it was shocking. And I had, I was wearing like a little, um, I have like a buff that I wear when I'm yeah. just kind of cover the, I don't know what, it's just been something I've been wearing <laughs> these days. Who knows why you do certain things. <laughs> it just makes you feel good. Yeah. Well, it's also good for like sweat and stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's mainly for like per- perspiration. Um, but but there was ice that got stuck like in my hair and in my headband. I was like, dang, that was cold. So anyway, that was, that was it. And then at that point, that was when I split off from Christian and my boy, Alex, and they ran on ahead and I waited up for my buddies to, to catch back up. And we, we conquered the rest of them. That was around mile five. Okay. So I waited about half with the, with the A team and, and then, and then handle the rest with the boys. So it was good. Yeah. It was kind of funny. They're all running up. Is that John? (laughs) Hey guys. (laughs) Um, but I forgot to tell you about this one. So there's two electric eel shock areas, um, which was, which was, I didn't know that was common. So the first one, you actually are going through water. You're on your belly and these (sighs) things are hanging over you, shocking you while you're in the water, dude, it was, 
Who is this woman? Who is like a little sadistic? That I'm like, sounds, that sounds like brutal. What? Yeah, you're you're on your belly, and thankfully, I just kind of like slid right on under, and mm-hmm. and but yeah, you jump into the water like imagine a slip and slide, but then electric tentacles hanging down over you, shocking you, mm. and the water. Like I felt them like hitting the water and like making small currents Good and stuff. Lord. Dude, it was, it was crazy. Anyway. Yeah. So I got through that. That was another one. I was a little, that sticks out in my mind. Um, and then, so the cool thing, but yeah, I mean, is it's up and down, up and down. You're running through again. This is like a motocross raceway. So there's a lot of cool, various terrain changes and, um, there was one called the uh, birth canal. Okay. And so it's a bunch of, you go underneath these tarps that are filled with water and you have to crawl on your stomach, like pushing up on these massive water bags. Man, what kind of sadistic people make these obstacles? Oh my God. I don't know, but it was funny. All the names are hilarious. Oh, then there was this one called like hold them tight or something. And it was, I just called it the ball buster because it was literally okay. You know how um, you have those. Uh, there's different styles of fence posting. Like you, yeah, the the you have the posts that come up, and then what runs horizontally. You have mm-hmm. like the round ones, and then you have like the square ones. Yeah. Well, this thing was called. I think it was called like High Tower or something. But it was literally like um, set up to where you had to climb over it. But there was, it was, it was literally a, a square turned up. Like, so the, the triangle portion oh. of it was pointed up. Okay. And these things were like, it, they had to have been at least five and a half to six feet off the ground. So you kind of had to like, and then when you put your leg over, I, I kind of hurdled, but again, you're off kilter because it's like mm-hmm. pointed up, up in the air. Oh man, that was difficult. And it was crunchy. Even Christian was like, oh, <laughs> God, this was the grizzled. See, anytime Christian had something to say about the obstacles, I was like, I'm going to listen for what, real. I'm uh-huh. going to listen to what Christian said. He's finished one of these before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that one hurt. Um, I got to got to be careful there. And, and also you could, I mean, you could have very well fallen because it, there's just nothing to hold on to. So you mm-hmm. could just fall on your face and it's like, whatever. Um, then there was the razor wire. Uh, that you crawl under. Uh, and that's just, if you hurt yourself, well, Mm -hmm. you sign the waiver, I guess. Yep. So that was also kind of like, man, what is going on here? Um, let's see the, then, you know, after I had met up with my buddies, I'll continue the narrative here. There's, there was a number of challenges, but, uh, met up with the buddies. We start running as a pack, um, and up and through the mountains to grandma's house, we go, and it was, you know, it was crazy. We were picking up speed. I mean, that my hip flexors actually were probably the thing in most pain at the end because you're mm-hmm. running down these hills at like blistering speed. I mean, they were really steep because this is for motor motocross mm-hmm. and mo- motorcycles. So they just like can do it. And you as a human, well, they don't really care. They don't care about because humans aren't, aren't supposed to be walking on this stuff. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> so uh that was also funny uh and then there was the one called the matterhorn which is a massive triangle shaped um 
let's see, you should, you should pull this one up. This is like one of the, uh, I think the big notable tough mutter. Cause this was like right near the, the start line. Okay. And it's yeah. just like a massive rope. Oh yeah. That rope looks climb. brutal. Oh, sorry. They call it the mutter horn. Excuse me. Not the matter horn. What is this? Well, this is good. The tallest obstacle to ever be erected on an obstacle course. Mother Horn would take your breath away. Standing almost three stories tall, our very own great ascent is sure to test your fear of heights. Clamber up one side towards the sun, admire the view, and then try not to look down as you scramble down the other side. Dude, that looks brutal. Yeah, it was it was an experience, I have to say. So that we conquered that one. Um, and then from there, it was typical. I mean, there was like a, you know, Ninja Warrior, you have like the, the wall that you have to conquer, mm-hmm. like run up. It's like a skate ramp. That one was really, was really tough, actually. Teamwork needed for that one. I had no tr- traction on my shoes. I, I retired a pair of Nikes, actually. And I didn't even, Sean, I actually just left them at the shower on accident. <laughs> we were finishing up and I, I had my, these sandals. And I went and changed and then I, I just completely forgot. So I'm sorry, Tough Mudder. You had to pick up my dirty shoes and throw them away for me. It was, sacrificed. It was not my intention to leave them there, but I forgot. Um, so yeah, in the end, very cool. The last obstacle, Sean, is actually the electric shock field that okay. I talked about. Um, and this thing will take you down. It's like, I think it's half the strength of a taser is what, the, what was cited. Um, cause I think a taser is 20,000. This is 10,000 and you're running through. And if you get one of these bad boys to like the back of your legs or the rear end, mm. you're going down. So people are falling, smashing their faces <laughs> into the ground. I mean, and, and then they had to, you had to jump over these hay bales and you have this guy ridiculing you. He's like, Oh my goodness. What are you doing? Stand up. Yeah. It was, it was commentary central, man. They need to hire me. <laughs> oh yeah that'd be great to sit there and heckle everybody as they come he- through heckle people as they get shocked that sounds like a great job you know it was really fun to watch um, and then i got my then i got my uh tough mutter headband i should have nice. worn it on monday i mean you guys would have just given me all the props then <laughs> would have been would have been great having that uh memorabilia so it sounds like it was an event to remember sounds like it was very tough physical and mentally, physically and mentally. So uh, props to you for, for sticking out and getting that one done. And I'm glad you survived and made it through to the other end to tell us about the story. I had to do it. I had to do it for the listeners. If, if I didn't, they would have never let me live it down. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I couldn't quit. I didn't quit. But I will tell you, listeners, the, one of the most fun parts of the Tough Mudder was actually the after and I got to go to the Fabletics booth and they had one of those, uh, Sean, they're the, uh, hyper ice, um, it, like machine that works your muscles and man, it was great. I just, it, this thing hammers, it just, I guess it just like oscillates back and forth and smashes down on your muscles and you just kind of nice. work it, work it right, right over anything. And I just went all in on my legs and. Um, it really worked. I mean, I, I wasn't, I don't know if it helped. I mean, I felt like it helped. It really, it felt good. So 
anyway, I might have to invest in one of those, uh, maybe not the, the really expensive ones, but mm -hmm. the, the off, the off brand. Yeah. The and, Amazon uh, brand. Or <laughs> the Amazon brand. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was it. Tough mutter. First one in the bag would definitely do it again, but it was kind of what you would expect. Um, in my mind, it was mm -hmm. good fun, but don't set your expectations too high because you're really just running and yeah. doing some crazy stuff. So I, I think that's was my take. My takeaway always is I like to think about things that I've done and think about it in terms of what were my expectations? Were they met? And if they weren't, why were they not? And then mm -hmm. trying to balance that, like trying not to set expectations for things in life events too high, I think has been my, my continual, uh, way of trying to look at, especially when it's an, an event with friends and you just got to be so careful because you could have this preset notion of, Oh, I'm going to do this and it's going to be amazing and this and that. But then in reality, it's like, no, it's just some, some sadistic obstacles and you and some running. And, uh, anyway, so that was kind of one of my take takeaways from, from a mental level, where am I mm -hmm. at mentally? Yeah. So, but enough of that, Sean, um, <laughs> Let's talk about some other things, some fall things, something we both enjoy. I think, I mean, you're a fall guy, right? Oh, fall and winter are my, I guess any of the transition into winter, winter and the transition out of winter. So I'd like late fall, winter, and then early spring. And because late fall, like November time, and granted, we're talking San Diego. So if any, if any of the listeners out there from maybe the Northeast, you have a very different understanding of fall to winter. But San Diego, you know, the, the leaves start turning. Uh, the air starts getting colder. We start having a little bit more rain. So we've had rain in the last week. The temps have been around the mid-60s, you know, getting down into the low 50s at night, you know, hopefully starting to peak towards like the mid 40s. Um, like that, that's just my favorite time of the year. I love the cold. I went out to uh, Northern Utah last December and most of the time I was there, it was less than like 15 degrees and uh, got down to, according to weather.com was negative three. And it was, I was walking around, I got jeans on, boots, uh, flannel jacket and everything on and it was probably like 12 degrees, something like that. It was the happiest like weather-wise I'd ever been. It was so cold. It was so crisp, so clean smelling. It was absolutely amazing. So I, I love fall. Fall is, is the beginning of my favorite time of the year. Man, you're bringing me, bringing me joy just hearing you talk about it, Sean. But this is my main question for tonight because I know it's all, it's all fun and games. It sounds great. But I'm from the East Coast mm -hmm. and I'll tell you something that I've really struggled with coming, <laughs> coming, coming to San Diego is how do you capture the fall spirit in SD? It's definitely tougher, I think, than if you are somewhere that has a harder transition from summer to, to winter. Because for us, fall is just kind of a rough, like slow transition period where it just kind of starts to get cooler. It's, Whereas like, it's, it's like, rough. You know, like, if it's you're up from, and down. Yeah, like, I think it's going to be 80 <laughs> tomorrow, Sean. So I know, I know. And then you've got, you know, from Virginia and it's, uh, you know, it's just kind of summer and then it starts getting cool and all of a sudden it's snowing. And so I, and 
So you go through fall is more of a transition period. Then for us, it's just kind of going from slightly warm to slightly cool. So it is hard, I think, to live that fall in San Diego. Now I will say the easiest answer is to go straight for some sort of pumpkin spice, something or other. I know that that's, ah. that is, that's usually I think the start for most people of fall is when Starbucks starts out doing that, like pumpkin spice lattes that I think oh, is man. when it starts kicking off for maybe, me. See, maybe that's my problem. I haven't done, <laughs> I I'll tell you, I have not done a pumpkin spiced anything from Starbucks in probably three or four years. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to hype them up because I, I think they're, they're okay. And I think there's some other coffee companies that do some like nice pumpkin drinks, but for a lot of people, I think that is the time for me for like my pumpkin spice quotes from pumpkin saute is when they start doing the uh, peppermint mochas. That's usually when it's Christmas time. Ooh. That's when I know it's winter is it Starbucks and other shops start doing peppermint mochas. So I know pumpkin spice latte for a lot of people. My favorite, I think time and it starts the fall transition for me is when daylight saving ends and you fall back an hour and you have uh, you like the days end earlier, it's starting to get dark earlier. That's my favorite time. And then I think the classic of going somewhere like Michael's Hobby Lobby, uh, even something like a Walmart or Target, when they start pulling out their fall Thanksgiving stuff, that's, that's certain marking the transition for fall for me. So I think some sort of drink. And then as the weather gets colder, I'm a big flannel guy. So that's how I transition to fall is flannel. Oh, that's good, man. I like that. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a, uh, a fall fall back guy. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I think, well, there's only one good thing about it. I'll tell you, Sean, and that's that I can go surfing at 5.00 AM. But that's other true. than that, <laughs> it, it kills me. It's uh, see, I've talked with a couple other people we work with and they're in the same boat. They absolutely can't stand it. They love the sun. For me, the earlier it gets darker, the better. Cause that means usually the colder it's going to be at night and the, uh, just the, the better it is all around. I love when it gets dark early. Well, and didn't we sign some bill recently or, I mean, I think it was two years ago at this point, prop props are San Diego, but we wanted daylight savings to stop. Yeah, there Isn't was that- a there was a bill a while ago in San Diego. I don't know if it was uh, one that was for California. I know we voted on it here, but it was a essentially a petition to get rid of daylight savings. Which, I mean, as far as I know, listeners can correct me <laughs> on the Instagram post uh, <laughs> if I'm incorrect. Uh-oh. But I I know I'm pretty sure that daylight savings the concept was for farming. And that to align with the different seasons, you would have to get up earlier or later, depending on when you needed to harvest. And so the times would actually drop back in the fall and spring forward based on when you were going to need to harvest. And so I can see in a, a modern society somewhere like California or somewhere like San Diego, where we don't really have a whole lot of farmland that's visible. You do if you go into like some East County, I could see why people would be like, Oh, we need to get rid of this outdated process. But if anyone who's from San Diego or anyone who thinks that California is only San Diego, Los Angeles, and San Francisco, hop on the five, go past North, go past LA or come South of San Francisco. And it's six hours of farmland. I mean, 
most of California's farm. So it's still really applicable out here. It's just most of the people live in the cities. We have a huge portion of our country is still farmland that no one really tends to pay attention to unless you live out there or you are a farmer. Oh, Sean, once again, throwing the monkey wrench in my plan to <laughs> get it through. You, mm-hmm. you batten, quote, my, my child's 101 Dalmatians. The, oh, bat, like the Baddens. The Baddens. <laughs> the Baddens. <laughs> Sean Bennett, the, ba- the Badden. Um, well, man, dude, you did. That was a good argument. Okay. You're, well, and I do like that area too. So maybe, maybe yeah. I can let it slide just, just this once, one more time. One more year. <laughs> but next year. <laughs> no, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I mean, but see, this is where it gets weird, Sean. Arizona has stopped this, mm-hmm. this stuff and they have a ton of farmland. That's true. That's very so, true. So there's, there's counter, definitely arguments. Yeah. They do I just fine. Mm hmm. In fact, they may even do more. In fact, I think they do. Yuma and the area around the Central Valley probably does more than what Central California does mm-hmm. in harvest and production. Yeah. But we need to find this out and we'll bring it back next week. We do. I, yeah. I'm curious. We'll do a little bit of research. I, yeah. No, I want to know which one is, is better. Central <laughs> Valley. Arizona or central California. Both Perfect. beautiful though. If you, if anybody does live in Northern California, take a trip down, check out and, and vice versa. We need a, I, I can't wait till the next time I can get back up to Monterey, man. It's. Ooh. Yeah. You are a huge fan of Monterey. I remember you talking about that. Oh, it's good. It's good. And I want to see the Madonna in that's, that's you know, good. I'm, we used to do a, a trade show. So just like we talked about last week, we used to do a trade show at oh, the yeah, Madonna. Oh yeah, the Wallman. Yeah, we used to do the trade show at the Madonna Inn. And so we would go there for several what? days and then we'd go to slow and get barbecue and always spend some time out there. But they, the the uh, quilting guild that used to run that at the Madonna Inn is not doing it anymore. They decided to just not host the event due to COVID. And I think they've just dissolved the event as a whole. But yeah, we used to do, we used to go to the Madonna Inn basically every year. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. What Did you stay there? Like, no, we, no, we didn't ever stay oh. there. We, the event was there, but we would stay usually um, at like a hotel in the town. But yeah. We, is, is it expensive to stay there? I would imagine we never stayed, but that's probably why. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's probably kind yeah, of crazy. Like, I know it's, it's like a, a one cool, off. Yeah. It's a really cool hotel. If anyone's interested, all of their rooms are color themed. So you can go and you get like a yellow room and everything from floor to ceiling, the shades, the lamps, the, toilet paper, everything is all yellow and then, or gold. And then you can do the same thing with some of the other rooms. So they're all color themed. They're pretty neat. What color would you do? I don't know. I don't know if I could do any single color and stare at it. I just, I, I feel like I would go nuts. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. I definitely don't want yellow. <laughs> I could do maybe green. I think green. Yeah. Green or blue. Cause they're both pretty calming effects. Yeah. I feel like it was, something that was brighter like a yellow or an orange it just would be it would try, even a red Ooh. would just get really yeah. overwhelming like a like black an would be cool oh yeah black sensory deprivation probably, yeah that might be kind of cool <laughs> all right so this is the big question to end out the night sean the listeners are, have been waiting they didn't even know that they want to know this but here we go once again what is your favorite fall drink 
Yeah. So my favorite fall drink, at least this fall, is starting to shape up to be something uh, horchata mixed. I know it's not technically a fall drink, uh, but it's it's in the same vein for me as eggnog. Like it's, it's a uh, time of year drink for me. And, and my mom and I have been doing a lot of uh, mixed cocktails uh, lately. We've been messing with some some drinks with uh, like muddled strawberry and we were doing some things like that. And then last night we decided to get shwasty and made a couple of drinks and <laughs> decided to yeah, <laughs> see what we can mix with our horchata to, uh, to get shwasty. Yeah, to get shwasty, <laughs> to spice it up a little bit. So we ended up doing I a like couple how of- you're searching for something <laughs> to add there. Like, yeah, we're mm. doing something. What we're, we're doing, doing? What we're doing? We were what trying were to get doing. We were trying to get drunk. So <laughs> Uh, yeah, we were mixing some rum and experimenting a little bit, but yeah, I know listeners probably out there, horchata is not necessarily a fall drink, but to me, that, that is my favorite fall drink, but my favorite time is winter. And my favorite winter drink is peppermint mocha. I could drink those all day long, every day. They're, they're my jam. Oh, baby. Can't wait. Uh, You got to have at least one. Oh, baby for me per episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We, we've been missing out on that. I went crazy one time. I think I, I had like 15 <laughs> O babies in one episode. Um, no, that's great, man. Actually, uh, to, to counter, I mean, so you're not the only, only one drinking here, Sean, that's, mm-hmm. that would be unfair of me to leave you hanging with you and your mom and your muddled strawberries. Um, I have been enjoying some pumpkin beers. That's actually Ooh. my, my favorite, uh, Something about beer in the fall really hits mm-hmm. um, for me. I mean, some people it doesn't, uh, but it's just that special. Cause for me, beer is kind of a special thing anyways. Like I'm not like a, I'm not popping a beer every night of the week yeah. because, because I gotta, I gotta be here podcasting with you, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. So, <laughs> good thing. I'm glad you didn't go horchata crazy last night or tonight. Tonight. And, and, and uh, <laughs> it was, it was last night. So I, I do appreciate that. Um, and I haven't had much horchata, so maybe you're going to have to come over Mm -hmm. and since we're seeing each other more now, we can, uh, man, I'm making this so weird. Aren't I? (laughs) It's perfect. It's perfect. It's we're just getting a true, we're giving our our listeners a true glimpse into uh, who we are. I love it. Oh, that's, it's true. And Sean, let me tell you this. We need to let this be said on the podcast because this is something that's so important to me. You have had the Grand Crew from BJ's Brew House, haven't you? Mm-hmm. I have. I am not as versed in it as you probably are, but I have had it before. Are, but is it your favorite beer of the, of, of the year? Of BJ's, yeah. I think I do have some other beers that might top it, but of BJ's beers, yeah. That one is okay. definitely the, the greatest, greatest seasonal beer. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, man, 2021... Here we come. Grand crew is it's coming to you soon. And perfect. Dude, end of November. It is, it is an ushering in. I mean, I have so many oh, warm memories of grand crew over the holidays with the friends, the family, my wife knows everybody that I know knows it's coming. I love the grand crew. <laughs> and it's coming. It's coming. I let them know that it's, and if you don't think it's the best beer, then I'm probably going to, I was definitely trying to get you to say it was your favorite. I know you were. I could feel it. I could feel it. <laughs> so what is your favorite beer? 
Um, of the year. Cause that, uh, I mean, that was it. I, I set you up perfectly. I, I don't know. I, I generally, most of the beer that I drink is pretty simple. It's a good old Corona with some lime and salt, maybe a Modelo. Mm-hmm. I have been doing some, uh, Modelo uh, Micheladas a lot lately. Michelada. I'm not yeah, sure. Those are, those are but... pretty good. Have, have you had the, uh, stone rendition of that? No, I haven't. I think it's called like Bueno Via or something. Okay. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's the same thing. Lime salt. It's yeah, kind of it's, like brewed to perfection. Yeah. They've been hitting the spot lately. But yeah. I don't, I don't know if I really have a, a favorite seasonal beer. It doesn't mean I can't uh, have, I can't create one, but I don't think I have one yet. Okay. Well, you might maybe, have to introduce me to some. Yeah, no, I think I'm going to have to keep, uh, keep them coming. You definitely like the little mix pack. I, I sent you. Oh yeah. A little bit ago. That was oh, the, yeah. the victory. The golden monkey. Those are so good. Scarf those down. Yeah, man, that, that victory is, it is a victory and it uh, goes perfect with just about anything. But anyway, well, Sean, it's been a pleasure. Once again, here we are at the end. Uh, we've talked about just about everything tonight. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting me excited for fall and winter now. And that's what this is all about. Hopefully the listeners are feeling that way too. And we've inspired some excitement in, in you guys out there to, to want to get into the fall spirit. And if you do have suggestions, please, please let Sean and I know as we are uh, San Diego. I, I've had a couple of moments this year, Sean, where I felt the fall spirit mm-hmm. come through me, which is good. I mean, that's, I feel like I'm, I'm making strides to, to making it, but then it gets hot again and yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> gets back into the eighties and it crushes those dreams, it crushes my, my spirit. Once again, I'm why, why did this happen? But uh but yeah, send us your, your fall routines, your fall special moments, your memories. We're all years. We like to know what our listeners are doing out there. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, uh, we will talk to you guys next time. And Sean, anything else to add before we, uh, we sign off for the night? No, I think, I think we've covered a, a good amount today. Thanks for walking through the tough mudder. I'm glad you made it through and you survived and we're here to talk with us about it. And now I'm even more stoked for it to get cold, colder and to get more into fall. So I uh, yeah. just can't wait for, for next week's episode. I think it's going to be really fun sitting down and getting a little bit more technical like we used to. And uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Little shout out for the next episode. Definitely tune in listeners. It's going to be a good one. And thanks for walking in the office on Monday, Sean. That was great. Mm-hmm. Keep on yeah. walking. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a pleasure once again. Thanks for listening. We are the how to hobby extraordinaire uh, duo here to provide you with some joy and fall spirit. So we hope you enjoyed this episode, but we'll contact you once again next week. Sean, good night. Good night, John. Thank you very much.